Yeah, drunk dial, not hard to brunch, not IDK it. This is my lunch. Drunk dial, not hard to brunch, not IDK it. This is my lunch. We bout to eat. Yeah, pure carbs, sugar combination, so hard. Uh, drunk dial for a while. Yeah, Bridget's not beside me, but it's okay. Dykes in the studio. Hey, uh. And this is Thaddeus J. Let's go, baby. Y'all know, baby. Y'all know how we flow. Oh, drunk die. Drunk die. Drunk die. Drunk die. Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. And with me on the, the Wheels of Steel, the ones and twos, Thaddeus J. McKee. Hey, Wheels of Steel. That's right. Now, Thaddeus, uh, I liked, I got to tell you, I, I like that second version better. Yeah, I do I like, like the, the second, second version better. The, the first one was kind of just phoning it in, wasn't it? Well, I feel like there's the warm-up one. You got to get the warm-up one out of the way. Yeah, there's almost. a warm-up, yeah. And then, uh, and then the gold is usually second and third. I think the last four have just been the first takes. Yeah. Well, sometimes you just got to get to it. And also, uh, I apologize. We shouldn't have left you without a podcast to step to for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we uh, we had some technical issues. Um, so we had that mini sewed two weeks ago. And I don't want you to think we're resting on our laurels out here. We've been in studio the last two weeks. Yeah, that's true. We had a full, I would say, a, one of the best podcasts ever. Mm. We just didn't record it last week. No, the, yeah, it was not recorded. Uh, Bridget was here too. Yeah, Bridget, <laughs> Bridget actually showed up. Uh, it was like the it was like a family reunion. Um, <laughs> we talked to Jessica from Tinder. And yeah, caught up with her um, again. All unrecorded, which you know for us was a really good time for the podcast. Right. Not so much. Which is funny. I, uh, Jessica from Tender was like, I think I'm coming today. And so she was going to come uh, here in the studio. And I was like, hey, I think we're going to a comedy competition if you're really interested. And then I never heard back from her. So I'm guessing uh, the comedy was what turned her off. I talked to her. She uh, She's going to come on the show in the near future. We're yeah. trying to work out some dates. A better date. We're, we're too busy. Yeah, but uh, I tried to get it because like, so, uh, just heads up next week. This will probably be coming out. Actually, we probably can get it out the same day. We'll probably get it out just late Wednesday night instead of early Wednesday day. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she's going to come. Uh, the whole point of what I'm trying to say is that I will be um, participating in the Helium Comedy Club's uh, f uh, Funniest Person in Indy. Now, so you want people to vote for you? I want you to vote for me. And to vote for me, you got to come out uh, Tuesday, the next Tuesday, uh, July 27th at 8 o'clock at Helium Comedy Club, uh, downtown uh, Indianapolis. Uh, bring your friends. Um, if you call the box office... I believe up to two hours beforehand and put your name on a list. You can get half off tickets. So tickets for only $5. Um, and then it's just $5 and a two drink minimum. You're going to see me competing against uh, some of other. This is the, the first round is all uh, audience participation. So it's really important to have people come out and support yeah. you. That's the name of the game. Yeah. But uh, that's the first round. And the second round changes, right? It's judges after that. Yeah. Mm. But the first round really is uh, you got to be. You don't have to be funny for the first round. <laughs> yeah, you just you just be a boring zombie. How, like, are you even tempted? Like, I don't want to burn my first jokes the first round. Why don't I just go up there, stand up there, and be like, um, "Air horn, Jack," where he just. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. 
I'll tell you what. I did another comedy competition this past weekend. Yeah. And it was a humbling experience. Mm. And it was, I think it was good to kind of get it out of the way before this one. But it really kind of showed me, I feel like it kind of showed me a game plan. And I was like, uh, for this comedy competition, I was like, okay, I want to be funny. But I still need enough afterwards, right? Yeah. Like, if I go on, if I go on to the next round. Um this comedy competition, you can reuse the same material night to night. It doesn't matter. Oh, really? Well, because the judges may not even be there this first night. They, so they're not going to see any of that stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm going to hit it hard out the gate. But, like, what I'm saying is you don't even have – you could be silent. You could do a mime act no. and have more people just vote for you. I mean, technically, that might work. But uh, you never know who else is doing the same thing, you know. <laughs> who else? Is, someone else. I mean, yeah. there was some newbie that I heard brought sixty people. Yeah, that's what to, I heard to too. a comedy competition. Well, look, I know how do you who knows sixty people? I don't know sixty people. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a, I'm, a sh- I'm a show booker, and if I got sixty people to come to a show, I would be excited. Um, yeah, that that is straight up wild. Sixty people. Like right, we we need to book her. <laughs> yeah, book. Can you, like, can you bring people to our shows? Uh, but yeah, so anyway, uh, very excited about that. That's uh, gonna be the the, the focal point, uh, possibly for the next few weeks. Uh, if I do well, um, if not, we're gonna have a very special. It is next Tuesday, uh, which is typically when we record. So we're gonna have a very special Wednesday episode. And man, I'll tell you what, that episode is either gonna be. Uh, Celebratory or um, uh, uh, picking me back up off the ground. So, so we're either going to be popping bottles of champagne or popping Xanax and jumping in the bathtub. No, you, popping Xanax <laughs> in the bathtub. That got really dark uh, real quick. Um, I did not know that I was going to have attempted suicide possibly on, on my hands that Wednesday. But, hey, I'm ready for anything. And I'm just starting back school. So that's the perfect time. That yeah, is, your summer break is over. It is over, man. I, I felt like I blinked, yeah. and then my summer vacation was just gone. And it went. You didn't say anything about it, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "I got to be up at six. And I was like, "Why? It sounds awful." You're like, "I got to go to work." Got to go to work. It's like, no, it's only in my head. Summer. I don't know if this was even ever true, but in my head, summer break lasts from like the second week of June to like the end of August. I don't know if that was ever the case. But yeah, it used, it used to start around, like, um, beginning August, second week of August. But also, we didn't get as long breaks for everything else. Yeah, like, like I get, like, three-week breaks for for uh, fall break and, yeah, like, yeah. Christmas four-week breaks for Christmas break. So, yeah, I get, like, probably 40-something days off. That's nice. Um, yeah, we get, we get a lot of days off. But, like, here's the thing. Um, going back to school... Like it feels like you're going back to school. Like, and yeah. like I know that sounds sounds weird, but it is what it is. Like I have to go back, and like and like like I don't know if the kids are gonna like me. Like you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like there's new kids yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, So you have to like like you feel like the new kid as well. Like yeah, you have the authority. There's there's a little bit more better perks, but it's there's that anxiety of starting back up again. Yeah, I I don't have anything to compare that to except for. Being a camp counselor, and it was always the first day. Yeah, the first day was always kind of like, but you don't. You're not telling <laughs> the kids to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like, so when by the time I did like adventure camp, there was a lot of 
There was, it was a lot of doing stuff. Yeah. We'd be like, up and at them, kids. Uh, it, it was because they were older kids. So it was like packing, setting up tents, um, and then, you know, getting ready. It was a lot of like, you guys have to do this. And I'm here to just kind of instruct you from one activity to another. Mm-hmm. And it was all technically fun stuff, but it was just like a lot of, you know, a lot of rich white kids that didn't want to. Didn't want to have to clean their own dishes after they were done eating, uh, or didn't want to have to. You know, it was like I like that show. Like, like teaches a kid, rich white kids, how to <laughs> wash dishes, or like, like they all slept in group tents, and so it was just like, hey, you guys set up these tents, and you know, did they sometimes set up my tent for me? Yeah. They, oh, they you, so you made them set sometimes up. Sometimes that, that would happen. That's kind of like what I do with my kids. I'm like, hey, you guys have to do the grading. Grade it yourselves. <laughs> Grade your own papers. Here's my password to my computer. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I'm going to go to DQ. Coincidentally, all A plus students. Yeah. They're all all, all A plus students. <laughs> um, and they all give them self passing grades. Here's the here's the thing, man. Um, I I suggest having a long break, but there is depression. There needs to be a pill to take. Yeah. To to reinsert yourself into school. Man, I used to date a teacher. Mm-hmm. And her, I feel like her uh, livelihood, not livelihood, but like her happiness was like so tied into school where it was just like she loved what she did. Yeah. But like it was always like this weird transition of like going back and getting up early and starting with new kids where it was almost like a, oh, it's, it's coming, it's close. But she would like fret about it for like a week going into it. And then and then do it and then and then it was fine. But then it was always like looking forward to the next break, and then you get in the break mode, yeah. and then back to school. And it was like it just seems like you're always going back and forth between the two things. So where I just got back from too <coughs> is I just got back from like like summer PD break. So there's like a lot of motions. Like the PD is like where we all get together and like we're meeting for like a week to rally up for the the whole school year. And it was like a Godfather scene at the end of the year last year because like. They were, they were letting people go. I wasn't one of the people that they let yeah. go. But, like, I had to go out to eat with this one guy, and he's like, hey, I got to break the news. And he's like, hey, they're letting me go. And it's like kind of like I had to, like, you know, put down the dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, uh, get, get a drink. Uh, <laughs> like, and he's just, like, saying, like, uh, they're not going back. They're going to take me back. But uh, you have to go on without me. And, like, his wife was at, like, the PD. So, like. His wife still works there. It's still employed. With oh, the company. he got let go, and his he, wife is still there. Still there, and and I'm there, and like he. Uh, so it, so walking back into that, and like seeing like his wife was like, "Hey guys, like I hope I'm not. There's no hit out for me in this uh, teacher mafia. Like there's the one that lasted." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So was it better uh, better situation going in to now? I, I I think I mean everybody's cool. Like I I. Th- Tend to think sometimes people hate me yeah. when they probably don't, um, and sometimes I'm right. But um, uh, so I was just like like walking on like eggshells and like she's like, oh hey fatty, and I'm like, oh we're cool. Like I'm not gonna get a knife stabbed in my back. It's it is kind of good to know. I feel like yeah. Sometimes I feel like the same way. Like if people are you're either all in, you know, like oh this person's all in and like loves me, mm-hmm. or I'm like this person's my enemy. Like yeah. I don't like to like have p- too much gray area between because then I'm just start going to the worst place yeah. possible. Like well, this yeah. person in, uh, I don't think they love me. 
Yeah. It's like Hunger Games and you have like survivor's guilt when someone gets fired. Like uh, people yeah. are getting fired off and like you stay. Like there's like a big survivor's guilt that sure. that's what it was. Yeah. Um how's uh how's the comedy going? How's com man, like right now I'm getting into acting, Dyke. I yeah. I'm gonna do some evening with the authors. Nice. Uh I have a new character that I'm cooking cooking up. It'll be I think next Thursday. So if you guys want to go to that next Thursday, I'll be at the White Rabbit at eight o'clock. Um, yeah, I'm getting into new things like uh, some variety shows. Amity, um, she booked me for a show where it's um, I forget the name, and I, I'm, I'm you know <laughs> I, I I thought I was gonna it was gonna come to me. It's an improv, and so that's not a good sign. Yeah. It's, a, it's an improv yeah. show. <laughs> you could have just made up the name of the show. I could have yeah named up the improv show, but I cannot do that. So I'll be on an improv show. Hey! Oh my god, have you done improv before? Uh, yeah, I mean in high school and stuff. Yeah, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I could, I can make things up on the spot. Yeah. Okay. Except for the names of shows. Yeah, <laughs> we should do, we should do some improv games on the on the after brunch sometime. <laughs> yeah, like 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 we did with a uh, uh, Katie Hetledge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, rest in New York. Rest in New York, Katie Hetledge. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, of course, improv to me is always one of those things where it's like so cringe to watch until it hits a certain level, mm. and then it becomes like masterful. You know, yeah. like when you see um, Second City, when you see yeah. like whose line, whose line is it anyway? You're like, oh man, this is great. But then if you watch like your local, uh, I, and, and to me. It's it's the same. I feel like it's like the difference between like open mic or like stand up and and uh, and improv comedy is that if you're watching one person bomb, it just it's just that one person and then someone else. But you have to watch like five people mm -hmm. bomb at the same bomb time. at the same time, and then like they're all like uh, pulling each other down. Like one time uh, when I was a kid, I went swimming with my grandma, and I was like like. I got like halfway across the pool and I like, I like freaked out or something. Mm -hmm. And then like I pulled onto her to help me and we ended up just pulling each other down under the water. And so like, you and your grandma are almost drowning each other. Yeah. Like she's dunking. I'm pulling her down and like to pull back up. She's pulling me down. Oh my gosh. And like, we're just and I, like, eventually was just like, just let go then. Like, leave me alone. You know, like that's how I feel when I watch local improv comedy. <laughs> just like everyone's drowning everyone else. <laughs> let me die by yeah, myself. Just like, let them die by themselves. Unleash. <laughs> That that should be your uh, your stand up special. Let them die by themselves. <laughs> die by themselves. Uh, slash get off me, grandma. I don't know. It's a working title. <laughs> get off me, grandma. <laughs> it should be a working title. One time, I uh, this is how much of an asshole I am. Uh, when I was in kindergarten, they had the. Did you have officer friendly? No, it sounds terrible. It sounds like a puppet. Who did? Who, did you have someone that came to your school to teach you about good touch, bad touch? No. Okay, so we had a, a police officer named Officer Friendly. The Officer Friendly, Ugh. Officer Friendly came to teach us about good touch, bad touch, <laughs> and it was just like you know, if uh, an adult, even if it's someone in your family, ever touch your private area in a way that you don't like. Then yeah. you're supposed to let uh, the the, right. the police know. That makes sense. Hey guys, I need some volunteers. Who wants to go <laughs> stand up here with me? We're gonna it's, play good touch, bad touch. And so then the next time after that, um, my grandma, I was like taking a bath, and my grandma was like, "All right," she she would like throw me like I'm in kindergarten. She like throw me a washcloth or something. She'd be like, "Now wash your privates," and I'm like, "No, 
And then she's like, wash your privates. And I, I'm not going to. She was like, wash your privates or I will wash them for you. And I said, I don't think you want to do that because then I'll have to get Officer Friendly involved. Oh, <laughs> you threatened your grandma. <laughs> oh, man, you were a dick. I don't know if you ever heard of a bad touch grandma. Oh, we're not gosh. playing that shit no more. Oh, man. She's like, what is this son of a bitch doing? Is he threatening to put me in jail for touching my grandson? It was a good time until uh, I had her arrested. Yeah. Um, guys, we have a great show for you. Rest in jail, up. grandma. Rest in jail. I'll, I, you know, I send her a cake every year. <laughs> With a file or no? <laughs> no, no file. <laughs> With the washcloth baked into it. <laughs> you know what you did. He's getting better at these cakes. <laughs> uh, we have an amazing show, guys. Stick around. Um, will Bridget Hrain show up by the end of the episode? Probably not. No, probably no. probably not going to happen not this, this week. But um, uh, stick around with us anyway. We're going to have a good time. Hello? Jake Matera, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Hey, Dyke, Michael, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, brother? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great, but I feel like you're doing greater. You're doing a lot of uh, big things right now. Um, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been pretty lucky right now, dude. It's, it's been awesome. You got, a, you got an album coming out? Yeah, so the album, it just came out, um, came out almost a month ago, um, back uh, i think it was june 25th um i was like i think it was <clears throat> i think it was this precise date in june uh, <laughs> uh yeah it came out june 25th it did pretty well for a little bit and uh now it is uh they've removed it from itunes and amazon because they realized they made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> what, what what's the name of the album uh it's called a soft one mm. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is now was that was that number one, number two? What which which album was that? Uh, it's number one. <laughs> oh, awesome! That's really exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It's awesome. And where'd you when did you get a where'd you record that at? So I recorded that at the Helium uh, Comedy Club in Philly, which is my home club. Mm-hmm. And uh, dude, it was yeah, it was so much fun because it was like. It was still like when I recorded it, it was still limited capacity, so I was a little worried about how it would sound. But it turned out great. I was very fortunate enough. Had a nice, very friendly, oh, maybe overly supportive crowd, maybe like two nights, you know? Oh, uh, you got one of those good COVID crowds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of coughing. There's no <laughs> laughing. Just, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of bleeding from the eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there was, there was kind of that uh, sweet spot. Uh, where I feel like everybody was just so excited to go out and, and be able to do anything, uh, kind of in the last yeah. year and a half where like there's sometimes you'd go out and just, like you said, you almost like, well, I'm getting a lot from this. This is great. Um, also, by the way, you're on, uh, you're on the line with my co-host Thaddeus J. McKee. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? Man, I, I am just finding out like who you are via phone call, uh, and listening in. I feel like a, a, a CIA agent that's just been listening into a phone call and then nice. still trying to figure out like who this guy is. Like, wait, what, what, what notes am I supposed to be taking on this guy? He has an album. Yeah. 
the same because I almost told you where the bodies were. Oh, okay, good. I don't need <laughs> to know that yet. Out a little bit longer. <laughs> it's my first day. Yeah. Uh, I think Jake, you so you came and did helium and like I want to say it was like 2019 uh, indie. Yeah. And you popped into one of our red flag late night uh, open mics. Yeah. And we we ended up kind of hanging out and shooting the shit for a while on the street, and I was just like, oh, this guy just seems really nice, and seemed to be. Yeah, I had a blast in your city, man. You guys, that was a great room that you guys had. I remember we had some people from Cleveland, uh, I think, who was stopping by that it, night, and uh, yeah, I mean, I got the advice from uh, Alex Price, who's you know a local indie guy, who's one of my favorites, and uh, yeah, he pointed me in your direction, and. Uh, yeah, I'm glad he did because I, I wouldn't have met you, man. That was, it was fun. And then I've been, you know, k- keeping up and watching watching everything that you got going on. And uh, every time your name is mentioned, it's just always like, what a, one, hilarious comic you are, and two, that you're just like a good dude. Which oh, is, is, you know, it's kind of rare these days sometimes <laughs> right. with comedy. Thank God. That's, <laughs> woo. I, I, you know, I think the thing I'm most terrified of is people calling me nice. (laughs) (laughs) We all know what that means. He's nice, but not too nice. Not like that nice. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. He's he's not bad nice. Uh, Sort of a jerk. (laughs) You just just worked, was it last weekend or the weekend before? You just worked the whole weekend uh, with Brian Regan, right? Yeah. What was was that like? That was was amazing. I mean, he's, he's one of my, like, comedy idols. And, uh, you know, I was terrified of what the experience was going to be. And, uh, it was like everything it could be and more. It was so fantastic. Cause like, he's, as you know, he's not somebody who normally does clubs. So like, these are just like, uh, leftover engagements he had from in the middle of the quarantine, like got canceled. Mm. So like, I think they said like, come the fall, like there's no more clubs. They're just going to go straight. It's strictly theaters moving forward. Yeah. Um, so they're just wrapping up like the tail end of that now. So I was just lucky to get in and and just you know perform with him and just we had six shows over three days. So we got to spend some time together, which was really nice and uh, just a nice dude, uh, really humble, really down to earth, and like took like a genuine interest in like what I was doing and like asking me about like my podcast and stuff like that. Which I was like, oh man, that's just, like I was like, you're Brian Regan. You don't have to ask me anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, <laughs> what is your podcast, by the way? Uh, I have a podcast. So there's another Philly comic. Um, I have a couple uh, that I'm <laughs> involved in. Um, uh, one is called Stand Up Guys. Uh, very original, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's called Stand it's Up Guys. Being like, uh, yeah, it's a it's a play on us being obviously nice guys in comedy uh, who are happen to be funny too, and. <laughs> I feel like I need to make that distinction, and uh, <laughs> and also just kind of like how like we are like you know it, you know we do stand up blah, blah blah we're nice people but it's like it's kind of like a how to deal with like social situations like in a way where you don't come across like a dick. So, mm. Yeah, is that and I don't want to slander an entire city, but I I feel like I feel like Philadelphia doesn't necessarily have a reputation for just having like nice dudes. <laughs> so. No man, it's uh it's yeah. Uh, it's, I am very ostracized here. I feel like Elsa <laughs> in the Frozen Castle. <laughs> Around a bunch of people yelling at things. Like, this guy doesn't even catcall. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, 
for this dude's problem. <laughs> We've been sitting here for an hour. <laughs> he hasn't said shit. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the other podcast I do that I'm having a lot of fun on is uh, it's called uh, Lil Stinkers. Okay, which is awesome. What's that? It's all about uh, it's all <laughs> it's all about murdering and uh, <laughs> and the lives they live leading up to their murder, and it's a kind of like a huge history lesson on these like crazy people and their you know these terrible people and like the kind of like the not necessarily like just the warning signs but all the weird and amusing stuff they did leading up to like when they became a completely horrible person oh that's great so yeah. i'm so, so intrigued yeah so do you get to do a, you had to get to do a lot of research for that yeah oh so one guy does all the research uh a very funny guy named mike rainey he does all the research, and then he basically the story tells it to me and uh, buddy John Del Calo, another silly guy, and uh, we just sit there and just interpret it and react to like these terrible things that he tells us. Nice, because um, he's fascinated with it, and he's just kind of introducing us to this world. So it's uh, it's really it's been eye opening, and it's but it's it's a we try to make it fun, you know, it's not yeah. like too heavy, and we just try to like make fun of the person, so. I got a question. Do you have like any like warning signs that you figured out? Like anything, any commonalities in between people that just make these awful murders at the end? Like what uh, connects I mean, them? Aside from like terrible parents, but I mean, if you're going Ooh. that route, I think most comics would then be in the category of serial killers. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the big one, you know. What uh? What do you got? What do you got? What's uh next on the horizon? I feel like you got you just dropped an album. Uh, you're 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 opening it up for uh, Brian Regan. What 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 what's next yeah. on the horizon? Dude, you know what? I I'm I'm just rebuilding, just starting up. Like, you know, continuing with the podcast. Um, uh, trying to create some new content. Uh, like on for like you know YouTube and stuff like that. And um, right after this phone call, I'm gonna hop in the car, get get to an open mic. Just try to start working on that new like half hour, you know. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, are you are you still going to open mics, or do you just work everything out on stage at your normal shows, or where where are you at with uh, that? Lately, lately I've um, I haven't really been getting to mics right now. Um, for like you know, a lot of people in Philly still uh, aren't vaccinated, which is kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> So, uh, and also I should point out that, um, like if it was just me, I wouldn't give a crap, but it's like, my wife is like, you know, uh, she's super pregnant right now. Oh, so Hey, like, congratulations. Like, yeah. So I got, yeah. So I have, so I'm dropping that baby in, uh, October, uh, <laughs> like a uh, mixtape. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like, um, I'm trying to like make sure I'm like, keeping her health and safety in mind too sure. with everything. So uh, I've been doing paid shows and trying to drop new stuff in those, but you know, that can be like really hard. So uh, I'm starting to kind of like inch out the mics that I feel like that I know the people at and I feel safe around. So, yeah. 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 That's uh, it's, uh, it's always, sorry. It's always very interesting to me to hear how uh, comics work out new material and kind of, uh, also, like, kind of based on you know the level of the comic, like, like when 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 is it just like, well, I just have to do the like from indie, you know, being in Indianapolis, we don't have necessarily the option to go and hit ten, you know, five spots a night, you know, yeah. 
So it's a, it's a little bit di- it's different. It's tough, man. Yeah. I also feel like that's, that's like information overload. Unless you don't have a day job. Like, if you're doing five mics a night, like every single night, and say you have a day job, yeah. like how are you able to, like, listen to it? Like, it's, the mo- it's important to get up, but it's just as important to listen to your set and hear what you're doing wrong and, like, listen. Because sometimes that passive listening is what helps you find those tags when you're listening back. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, like, there's so much to it. So it's like, I think if you can do two to three mics a night, as, as long as you're doing the the back end stuff of like listening to the tape, transcribing it, like that kind of stuff. Like then I think you're, I think you're golden. What do you, what do you mean by transcribing? Do you, you write down from the tapes? Yeah. So what I'll like, especially not like, not like every single joke, but like if I'm doing a new joke, I'll definitely transcribe uh, everything and I'll mark the laugh line. So that way, like I'm seeing it on paper as well. So I'm not like in denial when I have like four sets and like, if, you know, if, if I'm looking at four sets and like the same line didn't work all four times. Yeah. It's like indisputable, like cut the stuff and like either rewrite it or just get rid of it and see like if, you know, because you're looking at it, like if you got rid of it, doesn't make sense. Like, does it still make sense? So yeah, that kind of thing. Wow. Thank you. That's actually super helpful. That's, I never thought about doing it like that. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like with the pandemic happening, it kind of stopped my whole, my old way of writing, which is literally, and I'm trying to get back to it, but like opening up my book every day, like setting a timer, trying to write for like an hour on basically one of the like, you know, a hundred things I want to talk about, but like, uh, God, it sounded so douchey. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it to. Um, just like, there's like a hundred dumb things that have happened to me that I'm like, oh, I have to tell people, but I need jokes to, you know, I can't just tell the story. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, I used to sit down with a book and try to figure that kind of stuff out. But now coming out of the pandemic, um, maybe it's just cause like I don't care anymore and I'm tired. <laughs> uh, just like when I'm hitting these mics or doing the new stuff at shows, now I'm just listening to it, transcribing it. Um, and then like, again, hearing what works, erasing what doesn't because, that way, when I'm saying it, like it doesn't sound like I'm rehe- it's like a rehearsing out of a book. It sounds conversational. Mm. No, that's that's definitely good to know because I, yeah, I, like, I definitely well, I'm at the point where I like, you know, I'm just just new enough to uh, have some stuff where it's just like, yeah, that works fifty percent of the time, mm-hmm. you know. And then like when yeah. I when I'm trying to figure out how much time I have, I'm at the point now where it's just like the longer I'm in it, the better I get, the less time I have. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I thought I had 20, but now I don't exactly. like, I don't like this entire 10 seems like garbage to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, and, yeah. That's a real thing. I remember hearing an interview, um, with, uh, I don't think I'm allowed to say his name legally. Uh, <laughs> Louis CK. Uh, we'll beep it. We're not allowed to talk about him. <laughs> um, but this was an interview he did long before, like, you know, things came to life but he was on charlie rose another name you can't say <laughs> yeah, um, just two nice guys but, <laughs> having a conversation they, yeah believe it or not they canceled each other out <laughs> um, but but he was telling uh charlie rose about the process of writing an hour special and he was like it's like making a samurai sword because it's like what you do is like you you, you create all this like material and then like you smooth it out and you 
stretch it to an hour and you're like, wow, I have an hour. And it's like at that point, like the way they make samurai swords is like you don't because you, what you do is you fold that hour in half. Like you fold it into itself. So it's like back to a half hour and you keep like stretching it back out to an hour and then you keep folding it until you have like a really bulletproof hour. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you well, what. I don't think I've ever actually done that. But I, I got a, <laughs> I got a bulletproof five minutes. That <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you and me, you and me both. Uh, well, Jake, thank you so much for uh, taking time to talk to us today. Where can people find you and keep up with you on uh, social media and all that good stuff? Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me uh, at Jake Matera. Uh, it's spelled like Jake J A K E, uh, and then Matt. M A T T E R A, and um, you can listen to my if you want. You can listen to my album, a soft one, on Spotify, uh, or you can buy it. That's cool too, or Apple Music, whatever. Um, but yeah, thank you. Awesome, appreciate you coming by, and uh, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed talking. I, I felt like I talked at you, but <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed talking to kind of to you, sort of. <laughs> Absolutely. And hey, next I, time, next time you're in Indy. Uh, Carve out some time and come on Harder Brunch, and we'll uh, we'll eat a lot of breakfast foods together. Oh man, I love that. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to set something up now. All right, keep me in the loop. All right, see you guys. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thaddeus J, where you gonna be? Oh, Thaddeus J, I'm just gonna be here at Harder Brunch, IDK it, um, drunk dial, you know, uh, doing some doing some mics all over the city and the world. Uh, also, there's the Indie Star 2021 Best Things coming up. If you want to nominate your favorite podcast, maybe it's Drunk Dial. Maybe it's Harder Brunch. Maybe right. it's IDK It. That's right. Um, go ahead and nominate uh, your favorite podcast. It's definitely Harder Brunch. I believe I believe you can have three choices, though, too. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. Nominate, nominate your favorite ones, and you know maybe it is the Drunk Dial. Here's the thing. A lot of people... Don't sleep on the drunk dial. It's a it's a really good podcast. Yeah, don't sleep on it. We love we love doing it. Um, I think that's it. I think we hit the post, and we'll see you next time. That's right. See you guys. Bye, guys. Hi, and welcome back to the Drunk Dial podcast. Uh, we had some technical issues uh, for the past couple weeks. If you noticed, we didn't have uh, an episode out. I apologize. So we're going to go a little bit longer on this one. And we have two special guests in studio with us. Uh, comedians L. Kizik. Greetings. And comedians Tyson Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tyson. I'm edgy Tyson. And one time I was Russ. <laughs> with the bikers. Welcome to the studio, guys. This is, man, for Drunk Dial, I think having, I think, I can't remember the last time we had two guests in studio. I mean. Oh, yay. Uh, but so it makes a very easy phone call. I'll just, I'll just yeah. call you by your name. Oh, that's fair. I thought you were going to call me on the phone. I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Can you go in the other room now? We're going to, uh, gonna yeah, start yeah, this I'll podcast. be back. I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, and we'll, we'll get into everybody's stuff. But, um, one thing that I'm very excited about is the, uh, Indies funniest comedy competition that's Yay. happening right now at Helium Comedy Club. We just finished the, uh, preliminary Mm-hmm. Yeah, the prelims. Yeah, the prelims, mm-hmm. and your boy Dyke Michaels got on at the Ooh. last minute. Bow, bow, bow. A buzzer beater last night. Ooh. 
Uh, so I mean, they, you were you were technically you were just scheduled for the last one. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's not like they're like we need one more comedian. You and the stage, sir. You've been very supportive for over several weeks. Uh, no, but Dion, uh, who was hosting, did say, like, so they called um, the first person, uh, Shannon, one, and she was like legitimately like, surprised because she had been a long time. She hasn't done comedy. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, uh, lady recently had cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's, yeah. Great. Yeah, Great. So, That's awesome. So she's been mm-hmm. out of the game for a while. So yeah. she's just like, she's, is that my name? Yeah. Did I win? <laughs> she's so excited. She, she runs out. Good. And then uh, Sarah Huntington wins. And I, mm-hmm. I've been telling Sarah Huntington all night. I'm like, you're in. Don't worry. Like, yeah. calm down. You got this. Man, I'll, I'll compliment her for days. She, yeah. Like, she's only been doing it like two or three years, but she's been just working hard and just improving. Like, it's it's great. Like, when she's like, if she keeps doing it when she's at like year ten, she should she's probably gonna be on TV by then. Yeah, I mean, she uh, she also gave me a ride to there. Oh, okay, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. so it's, a, pay, it's nice. a paid promotion. You just yeah. give a paid, paid shout out. Yeah. She was uh, really funny. Also, a really nice, clean car. Uh, no, uh, but I just kept telling her all night. I was like, she, like we were both nervous, and it was just like, calm down, you got this, blah blah. And so then she wins, and now I'm like, well, mathematically, my chances <laughs> of being next are uh, not a great. And then they were like Dyke Michaels, and I was like, oh god. And then I went out there, and then Dion was like, and when we were coming back, he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, I think I don't know. He goes like, I just wanted to make. He goes, I called you last because I wanted you to squirm a little uh, bit. Dion, that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so and Tyson, you are also still in the contest. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the fourth. I was also the third one to get called, but uh, I've been I've been believing in myself lately, which is weird. Uh, so I was like. Either way, I got a good tape. Oh, my friend got up. Hell yeah. Oh, my other friend got up. Hell yeah. There's room for more friends. We want to get up. Oh, me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> well, now it's to the point, I feel like in the semifinals where it's all people that are good. There's all people pretty much that we know. It's all of our, yeah, yeah. our peers and people that we've been doing open mics with for years. And, and so more or less yeah there's a couple people because i'm not sure and i'm sure i've met them and i'm, I'm sure. sure i'm gonna look like a dickhead but like well, no. well there has to be some losers right no i'd <laughs> <laughs> no. say like i know max i know the name max wampler but i don't think i've ever ran into him which is weird because it's a contest so you mm-hmm. expect to see people who are like i'm out there hashtag grind hashtag you know boss babe all every day you know but there was a there was a couple surprise people where i was like i don't know this guy might take it uh there was an uh, an octogenarian who came in. His name was Doctor Doctor O. o? Doctor yeah. O. Yeah. Have you seen Doctor O before? I, I have. I hadn't. It was a pleasure. He's I, super I, old. He's, <laughs> he's, yes, he's well preserved. I I'd yeah. never seen him before, and like he's he's at the meeting, and like there's been a couple of times in comedy where I've just had shitty comedy thoughts about people, where I just look <laughs> at somebody. Yeah, and I and I just don't go like, well, that person can't be funny. Like I remember, like <laughs> I remember one time, and this is shitty. I want to preference this as it was a shitty thought, but I remember like going to the comedy caravan and seeing this woman who I can best describe her as like a lady juggalo. That's just what she she brought to the table as far as what she looked like to me, and I just remember being like. Oh, there's people in here that are comics, and then like that's probably like a comics friend yeah. or something. And then she got up and fucking murdered, and I was yeah. like, "You're a piece of shit for judging this person." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, same thing with Doctor O. I was just like, "This guy looks like he may not survive the night." <laughs> like I didn't know if he was gonna make it through the evening. And then I'm backstage, yeah. and I'm just like, "He's fucking murdering out there." Yeah, yeah we then, don't we don't have to worry about him next year though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. COVID. Uh, oh. <laughs> 
But you, yeah, no, you were in the suit. I you was. you watched it. I loved all uh, every moment of it. I, I loved his wife even more at the end. Yeah, that he, was. He walked out with two women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you, um, he, he, as long as his wife is with him, he'll make it more years to come. <laughs> I mean, that was, I got reasons to hang on. <laughs> yeah, and it's <laughs> <Literally>. bitches. <laughs> he rolled out of there with two old ladies, and I was just like, "There he goes, man." I don't know what that was today, but like. More. It was great. Yeah, that's, they don't call me Doctor O for nothing. Yeah, his name is Philip Kaczynski. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to think I'm Doctor. Oh, I get it. <laughs> they yeah. go to eight years of medical school to be called Mister O, pal. <laughs> I've been going to forty-eight years of fuck school. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else was there? Um, man, it was it was it's fun and definitely to have like friends out there. I was definitely uh, hyped up. Like, all right. I got this whole cheer section right here. Yeah. Like, and I went out and I told the first joke. And I don't know if you guys, I mean, we've all probably experienced this, but like, when you go somewhere and a joke you've told a million times, I just, the, oh, close, yeah. the closest thing that I can say to it is that it's like when Superman gets in Earth's yellow sun and then it's like, all of a sudden it's just like, did I just punch through a wall with that joke? <laughs> yeah. Like that doesn't normally happen on Krypton. Like that's how I felt after the first like joke hit and then i was just like oh i've got this yeah and then and then it was just it was just a great set yeah uh, and for, for people who might not know uh for non-comics when you do a joke you, you're you're typically honing it you're, you're doing it sometimes for years and just getting it perfected and it sucks because you'll do it locally and then you, all your friends who like you as a person are like oh no, oh, your Star Wars joke? Now nah, we're good. All right, <laughs> and you go, and then you get it done, and you go, ah, yeah. I think that I I got a giggle. I think that changed. And then you do it in front of a bunch of straight two hundred strangers, and you just get crushed in a wave of laugh, and you're like, it was all worth it. What and like yeah, and like I don't want anyone to think like I'm sucking my dick too hard and being like too self congratulatory because I did the exact same set. Uh, last week at a brewery <laughs> and to no laughs. Like wow. I did the same jokes in the same order and it was just like murdering a bag full of kittens. Like <laughs> nobody well, was super into it. I think it was the shirt. I mean, there were power in numbers, but I liked yeah. your shirt. It had ferns on it. It's like one of those Hawaiian shirts. I, that may be my new thing. I mean, you got to keep wearing it. It's I a got, lucky I shirt. Got, I got made fun of. I got, real, like, uh, I got really made fun of by a headliner because I was wearing the... I was doing a whole weekend, and one day I wore the... the I think the first day I wore the shirt. <laughs> I love it. And he was just like, oh, are you the Hawaiian shirt guy to let everyone know you're funny? And I'm just like... Who said that? And, uh, I'll tell you after. Okay, all right. <laughs> what a dick. Like Someone who doesn't like Hawaiian shirts. That's fair. Like, I... I, I I'm just so flabbergasted. That was his critique. He's like, hey, did you know I'm a shithead? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's probably just uh, a bunch of Midwestern comics that wear Hawaiian shirts a lot. Right, I'm right here, okay? And, yeah, uh, this is white. That's why you're so offended. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I do. I have stake in it, but it's like, but also, like, as a headliner, you should be like, hey, man, you're doing good. Like, maybe think about these things. Like, if you want to, if you want to give critique, yeah. don't just shit on the host or feet. Hey, did you know I'm better than you? Suck a dick. He. He he also uh, he also said the n word in front of me, which I thought was a, a bold a bold choice. Uh, black guy? No, no, nope, just <laughs> no. clarifying. Just clarifying. Not but, a friend. Dominican. He was he was quoting a twenty year old Chappelle bit, so I was just like, I remember, I remember the context. Yeah, and I wasn't like, but I was just like, one of those things was like, be lucky it was me here, and not like a real black guy, or you would have been in trouble. <laughs> 
Yeah, that happened to me over at Fourth of July. I was my my brother's friend came over and with we're, we're just talking. He's oh you do comedy like yeah. He goes you like Chappelle. I'm like oh yeah I like Chappelle. And he goes oh yeah yeah. I love that Clayton Bigsby sketch. I was like oh that's a great <laughs> sketch. I like the show. And then he goes hey, and he dumped his I dumped my wife for me and he just said it and I was like hmm. Gonna be, all right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I don't know you at all, guy who has kids. I'm glad you bred. Get fucked. But like, what, but what is that though? Because like everybody's aware of what 2021 is. Yeah. Like like, like it's, is it just to see if you could get away with it? It's. Uh, I think it's the loop. Well, I, I'm from the country, so he didn't give a fuck. He he'd probably say it at a black person without any quotes. Uh, but like, I think it's the thing where people go like, I'll listen to some podcasts, and it's a white guy, and he'll say it, but it's a direct quote from the past, and it's uh, it feels important to like bring you back to the moment and like kind of let you feel the hatred and vitriol of the time uh which is not fourth of july barbecue corn mm. Chappelle. Like, no. and you can't blame it on being like a covid you can't right, right. And not being, i don't think it's because people were in and not being social i think they just like literally like just ignorant just, to see, just i think it's i mean oh, like i thought pass. you were like someone got covid and was like Nigga. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happened to me uh <laughs> I lost my sense of smell and taste. Kept saying the N word. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty tasteless of you. So it's wild. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. But um, uh, any other highlights for you from your um, time being on the in the contest? Just super fun. Like that's one thing. Like uh, I mean, are we gonna like delve into like contest like straight? Like uh, you can do whatever you want. Go ahead. Yeah. Tell, Call the conversation. Tell us more. Tyson. All right. Well, I don't want to feel like a dick and be like, and here's the thing I want to talk about. <laughs> No, I, for those, um, this contest, I love Helium's contest. It's really good. There is probably 200 people there and just all really warm, receptive. And it's just a fun time with all my friends, which is exciting. And then I go to good tape out of it, which I get a chop for social media. So it's a very beneficial thing, even if I don't win or, you know, even mm -hmm. if I don't move on, <laughs> yeah. which is the right mindset to have, uh, which I did not have that mindset early on. I would, every contest is like, I'm gonna get in there and win it. And looking back, I was like, I did not deserve to win it. <laughs> uh, but that, it used to bum me out. I used to get really mad when I would not advance. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to stop. It was either stop doing that or stop doing the contest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the contests are fun. They get you seen at the club and da 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 da. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, it's one thing to say I'm gonna be a good sport about it. I entered a contest in Evansville last week and I did not go as far as I I didn't go anywhere. I went nowhere in this contest. You went to Evansville. And yeah. and it stung, man. It there was like the, it always it was, hurts. It always hurts. It was a surprise sting. And it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like, oh, I should have won, but it was just I was so not even considered for anything that I was just like, oh that uh that stung a little bit more than I was ready for. Yeah. But well, it was also kind of like it's funny now, but like in the in the evening. Yeah. Like it was one of the things where they just put the the your hand over and like this person, oh, this yeah, person, the loudest. So, like when we were all coming up on stage, I was like, I've never seen that situation where the first person they put their hand over was the winner. I've never seen that happen. It's always like yeah. someone else down the line. So I was like, yeah. I just don't. Maybe it's like a superstition thing. I was like, I just don't want to be the first person. And then nobody wanted to get in line to be the first person. Like all the comics were like, yeah. And so finally I was just like, come on, I'll get up there. And so I was the first person to yeah. like this guy, mm, oh. literally anyone else. Yeah. It might, like, it might've been a bringer thing too. You know what I mean? That's just crowd vote. Which uh, sucks. It sucks. Crowd vote, especially when you're from three hours away. There was, I think I, I and again, not me. I think the guy that should have won was like from Louisville. 
Yeah. Uh, the guy who won was like a local there that they all knew yeah. and liked. Yeah, that makes sense. And the booker had been posting like, he's my favorite comedian. Ha. And so like I kind of went like went in and I was like, I wonder if his favorite comedian's gonna win. Guess what? Spoiler alert. He did. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. But uh, he, he's my favorite because he brings the most people to the bar, so I get paid more money. But uh, so yeah, the first round uh, in in this contest is audience vote. And then the next two are actually a panel of judges. So I'm actually yeah. excited to see. Always curious, man. Always, yeah. always weird. Like comedy is such, it's like judging comedy is such cool. a weird thing. Especially like I know some, like I, there's been podcasters and some people who wrote like a funny book and stuff where it's like you're judging stand up. So it's really just like, who'd you like more? You know what I mean? Like even if you have instructions like, hey, we're looking for stage presence. We're looking for uh, originality, yeah. da, da, da. A lot of people don't know on these contests, uh, so it's always it's a crapshoot. Like I have to keep that in mind because I feel I feel very confident in myself, uh, but I also will be I will be sad if I don't move on because I'm I've, I've been trying very hard for a long time. But on the but you know like I said before, good tape, good friends, you know yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's literally think, just three people's taste. I think it should be headliners. I think it should be headliners that oh, are Yeah, but can you pay for them? Like can the can the club afford to pay for them to come in? You know I think I mean? you could get some local like I bet you could get like a uh, Ryan Neemiller, Megan Gailey. Well, Gailey's uh well no, Neemiller's in LA. Gailey's up in uh, I think Chicago, maybe LA. Not if we threw him in a van. A <laughs> 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 great brand. Yeah. yeah. But uh no, but I mean like you could get uh like Turkune, uh Jeff Oske. Uh, Dwight Simmons, yeah. like there's a handful of comics you could get, but it's it's you know hard because if you're a comic, you're like, hey, do you want to do this? And they're like, I can make five hundred dollars on a one nighter. You're like, oh, yeah. I, I don't think I would want it to be headliners from my my town. Yeah, no, I, it would just feel really bad. Get, like, yeah. well, then it becomes favoritism. Yeah, at least and, a state yeah. over maybe. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. so it is good that it is people on that end. Like, it is good that it's not people directly like benefitting from you you know what i mean like, sure. like hey I, I book me because i gave you my vote and you're like ah ugh, i feel gracie but yes i will i just <laughs> i just remember hearing like one time it was like uh it was like so and so and like the credit like the reason there was like has a podcast and i was like who doesn't <laughs> like i don't have like, there's a lot of people don't yeah like, no, i have but, three <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you took donated to the needy comedians <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting on a stack of podcasts. You can have my lower seven podcasts. They're all yours. Thank you. L. <laughs> um, yes. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. Full disclosure. <laughs> came here last week. We had a great interview and a, great, a great hangout time. Yeah. And we had some technical difficulties and did not record a single lick of it. And it didn't record the Philly? We did. We oh, did. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. He he was Spe awesome. Specifically not you. We well, no, I mean, you, you called him on the phone and yeah. I got to actually see it like I mean, I, I knew that's how you guys usually do that and yeah. I just like didn't know what the sound quality would be like blah blah. blah. I was just very subjective, you know. I I was very thoroughly impressed and like just could not stop laughing. It was a good thing my mic was on off yeah. after after the fact. Yeah, but I'm I'm out promoting 101 ways to stay in debt forever. And this yeah. is a book that you... That's a great title. So, thank you. I'm the poster child. <laughs> so I was. I was. This book was done in 2019 and uh, sat on it until COVID hit. And um, well, I guess a year after COVID. But yeah, I, I co-authored... Oh, it's coming back. Don't worry. Oh, it's it's it never left. Um, <laughs> except for my co-author. So we, uh, we published April 24th. It has been three months. 
Um, and it's uh, it's on it's an ebook for right now. So it's on Kindle, it's five ninety nine. Uh, best investment you could get. It's a satirical self help. There's nothing like it out there. Um, good news is this gave me plenty of time to buy the website. Mm. Um, I don't have anything on it yet. Okay. And then I created a Facebook page, but they blocked me. Oh. what happened oh. I, I may have entered the because i really wanted to put the birthday of the book and they're like no you actually like you're a human being you need to put the birthday and i've, I've never i don't remember creating an account because i created it in 2006 <laughs> and so they'll get back to me because they're like upload your photo you don't meet like criteria for the community whatever and i'm like i literally didn't even put 101 ways to stay in debt forever i just like filled it out like just to get to the next page and it blocked me and i was like Okay. Yeah, they're mad. They want to collect your information, not this book's information. <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused. Uh, and so, yeah, well, um, but but if anybody, um, yeah, I'm on Kindle and out. Uh, I'll be at Crackers on Thursday doing the open mic. Um, I showed up to Michael Soul Kitchen on Monday without calling them oh, beforehand. Yeah, it's moved, to, it's, uh, moved to Bella's on 54th and 56th in Georgetown. Oh, okay. That's still, that's convenient still. Yeah. Um, I just like was disappointed because I was downtown two hours prior to that. Oh yeah, they, they, and move, like, they move fast. Yeah, but it, it puts, put a sign up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even on anywhere, I, but it's cool. Um, so that's, I am out full force. Um, and But this is still, uh, well, the, this is take two, but this is still my first podcast mm-hmm. and one <laughs> of many. So. It's your second first podcast. It's my second first this podcast. This is just a reboot of the first one. And way better. <laughs> they yeah. added another character. <laughs> they- we did. We, we got, we've got more energy and uh, no offense to, you know, Cody, the puppy. And more jingles. Yes. Yes. Um, and so. Uh, so tell, tell us about this book a little bit. Yeah, so satirical self-help. Um, it is 101 examples of basically what not to do with your money. Um, and uh, if you follow our, uh, if you follow the guidelines in there, uh, or just even like if you follow a handful of those guidelines, you're guaranteed to basically. Our guarantee is, you know, New York City street beggars won't even approach you because you'll be given off that vibe of like, <laughs> nice. I'm so pole that I ain't even got like. I mean, you you can still have shoes, but it'll be like real bad vibes. So, yeah. um, I also and it to counter that, I also bought a website for 101 ways to get out of debt. Oh yeah, um, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. No, because I want the balance. Because yeah. this is that's that's what I'm working on now. Is uh, you know um, because I have several examples. Because um, my co-author originally came up with this idea. Uh, we met at IKEA uh, before and over the meatballs. Oh, not hers. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh hello. Not hers. <laughs> I get a little, I'm blushing a little bit. You threw a little stank on that. Oh my. Oh, but yeah, we uh, uh, and she found out I did. I do comedy, and uh, so I came on board. I copy edited, and of course added. Uh, re- we rearranged all of it um, to make it flow better, and uh, the added added my sense of humor in it. And this is like a. Um, I basically, I mean, she, imagine like, I mean, she passed when she is 66 years old a week after we published um, because of the other C, cancer. Yeah, cancer. Cocaine. Um, (laughs) That did her in, you know. Um, She really. (laughs) Hard partying bitch. (laughs) God loving hard partying. Yeah. (laughs) You can do both. Uh, You uh, you can. And she went out. on a (laughs) t-shirt. Just doing keg stands of red wine. <laughs> she definitely went out on a high note. And um, uh, yeah, we had a ton of fun, but I dragged my feet on it because, as I mentioned, like we were ready to publish and 
2019 um and i was like i'm not i'm not it doesn't feel right and then covid hit and then we basically um well and then her her husband passed so um oh. that didn't work out i mean but they were sounds like she had a shitty year she had a great year though she built a house and it's mm. gorgeous um in tipton it was her dream house and it honored her husband who was retired navy mm. and just so like she checked she checked everything that she could possibly off her list and then she died hell yeah i mean oh, like, she was just done she just yeah. finished no, yeah, yeah we finished her she was like oh, yeah. i gotta get the book done i gotta cross it off my list yeah. and i was like no margie you can't <laughs> so i kept her alive for as long as i possibly it was possible. She was a Hello. cancer, yeah. terminal cancer survivor. We had her for 23 extra years from her first Damn. terminal diagnosis. That that lady had a zest for life like I've never, yeah. ever, ever seen. I and bet, I, it sounds like she's probably like an amazing 23 years. You know what I mean? She had, yeah, no. And this lady that never drank, never smoked in her life, nothing like that, but had could stand my humor. So, yeah. and I mean, you usually need a drink for that. Yeah, I'll drink to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's cheers over the expensive audio equipment. I get it quickly. Yeah, over the expensive audio equipment that. That's great. Yeah, no. So, um it's it, it's a lot of fun uh to be to be back um slowly but surely cuz I have a lot of open mics to hit up um but it was great to go to your show yesterday. I love the energy. Thank you, Thank you for coming. Um, it was fun. Oh my gosh, no! I liked meeting some of your friends that I'd never seen. Well, I don't really hang out too much um, at other shows and wait for I, like, I, to I, meet people. But you had a huge, huge support. It, 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 yeah. de it definitely was interesting to see like the swath of friends that I had, and I was like, yeah. "Well, these friends are from like back in the day, and oh, these friends yeah. are from this, and this is my new friends, and this is comedy friends." And like watching everyone sit together, uh, it was really cool. I know we talked about this last time, and uh, I'm sorry if I always seem to bring it up, but it's yeah very interesting to me. Which is part? That you were born in the Ukraine. Yes. And you were born close to Chernobyl. Yes, I'm originally from Odessa, Ukraine. Oh, it explains yeah. the tentacle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, the tentacle you don't see. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> actually, actually, let's take a quick break, oh, and sure. then we'll come back and we'll, we'll get into that. Da, da, da. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off. Fabulous. You, when you get going. Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. We're still hanging out with Elle and Tyson in studio with us. Um, and we had just kind of teased um, the Elle. You actually are from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had, it was weird because when I met you, I had just got done watching Chernobyl. Oh. And I, so I think that that's why. And then I walk into your life and you're like, oh, Ukrainian. Let's yeah. find out. Yeah. And I asked you about it kind of as a. I thought you were just going to be like, no, everyone talks about that, but, you know, it has nothing. And you were like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, uh, yes, comment on that. No, uh, because I was born in 85. So Chernobyl happened uh, two months before I turned one. Uh, and I, so obviously I don't remember any of it. And I'm from Odessa, Ukraine. I'm right on the Black Sea. Um, so I was at least still far away. But mm -hmm. one of the big mistakes that the Soviet Union made was that um so may 1st is a national holiday or was in the ussr it still is in russia um uh, and so they didn't make any announcements i mean unless you lived really super close like even people in kiev didn't know um and everybody there were like very patriotic marches and parades and um everybody was basically if you didn't show up to the festivities you were like anti-party mm. um and you don't want to be anti-commie so <laughs> uh, <laughs> we weren't in america yet and uh so uh it, it was really weird because people um i don't think necessarily from that uh for us it wasn't like 
well. So no. I definitely was hospitalized twice for like pneumonia, like extreme pneumonia and had to have injections and all that stuff all well before the age of like three, four years old, whatever. Um, and it was directly related to that. Um, my mom and I were hospitalized together, but mm -hmm. she in particular, because we were really blessed. We, I grew up in a private home. Um, and we had our own garden and my mom always tended to the garden as well as my grandmother, but my mom was a swimmer. She, um, basically had to choose between going to college, uh, or to train for the Olympics in, I think it was the triathlon or something. Mm. And, um, because she was the only half Jew accepted into, uh, the architectural technical school. Um, and still, I don't think, I think to this day, definitely in the nineties, I don't think they were accepting people but that's either here or there she would she had um because there was no spf there was no sunblock there you know um she was used to being outside she developed not just sunburn they were chemical burns like chemical no. burns that would not heal and i remember that's probably when her like because when we moved to america yeah my mom could never tan again <laughs> oh. i mean this is somebody who was always like yeah. just chocolate like i mean it's just i mean she tanned because we were right on the ocean. I mean, not like we were on it, but we were within walking distance and she yeah, was used yeah. to training. So uh, it's just, it's, it's, I'm grateful that everything has, a lot of it has come, pretty much everything's now transparent. It's mm -hmm. come out. It was a cover up. It was horrific. All, I've watched uh, everything from documentaries to like the really scary movies and all that stuff. And I'm just going with like, that's a complete dead zone. But like, I know it, it changed biologically. Like it did something um, to any of us that were that close within range as it does yeah. to animal yeah. life. Um, and so it has an impact. And I mean, in a hundred years that land will be fertile again, but you know, for now with very large vegetables, <laughs> with very large hydro. Yeah. Like, you know, it, but that we already actually fun fact, Ukraine has the, it was the breadbasket of the Soviet union. It has the richest, dark, most plentiful soil without actually having to add nutrients to it. So that's Damn. why like we are like, it, it was just it was awesome to have a garden and to, we had fruit trees and we have all four seasons like we have in indiana it was it's similar like that um minus you know cornfields so, oh actually we do have cornfields because our flag is blue and orange and that's if you look at the sky and i've done that before because i've been back twice and it's literally in the summertime that's uh, the flag the countryside looks exactly like the flag and vice versa mm, it's damn. so poetic that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I'm so like I'm so <laughs> jealous. Like uh, you, you, you have a very interesting family history as well. Yes, you were adopted you do, from that. Haiti. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what yours Dyke, is. Dyke, I didn't know you were adopted from Haiti. <laughs> yeah, 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 Dyke. I was too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We, uh, I pointed the. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> uh, then, uh, do you, do you know your family history at all? Yeah, bird watchers. Okay. okay. <laughs> Man, you came in hot with that French. bird watchers. Eye contact. French bird watchers. Uh, mm. I'm a quarter. My grandma's from France, so I'm a quarter French. That's so. awesome. Like, I don't know. <laughs> on my end, my like, I don't know. My parents fucked. Yeah. Historically, me and Dyke should not be living together. Yeah. Haiti and, 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 and the France <laughs> do not get along very yeah. well. That's an understatement. Yeah. Uh, Gotta love America for yeah, that because, like hey. Half. We're all friends. It's that melting well, I'm pot. I'm not going to yeah. give that. I'm not going to give that to America. I can't. Like, I can't. Uh, you know what? I will take no responsibility for any other country's colonialism. <laughs> I wasn't there. I didn't I'll, do it. Exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I'll say I'm sorry. I don't. You know, I don't mind. I, I do like French toast. <laughs> I do that like, is pretty good. 
As do I. <laughs> there it is. No, it's that common factor. We're becoming friends. Con- Why are you there, letting me go the on? Please stop there's me off. Yeah, no, please. Can we can we isolate that? Make that our new theme song. Oh, oh, please. That's awesome. Come infected. There you go. You got the the high. I don't know how to go up in pitch. I just get louder. <laughs> <laughs> it's not kind of so. That works. Uh, uh, how long have you been doing stand up comedy for? So I started in January of 2017 in Shanghai, China. Um, so I started. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I started didn't doing you it because started sh- over there. Yeah, I did for six months there before, like an open mic so once in, or twice a week in Mandarin. No, 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 Mayo. No, I speak only English and Russian. But um, yeah. I you did it. English Mayo. Mayo. That's... No, I said Mayo means no in, <laughs> oh. in, in Mandarin. Yeah, I speak I Mayo. Yes. You're like no American white Mayo. Mayo. <laughs> mayo. I speak American, and uh, <laughs> that's uh, how I spoke there. Um, and it was great because you'd get a free drink. When when you showed up to an open mic mm-hmm. so it's an incentive to <laughs> get free drinks yeah and, i've done uh, that i've done that i'm not gonna lie yeah <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i mean i it, it was it was fun um they've got they have a tremendous comedy scene and just like uh and it was it was neat to see natives come out that just wanted to practice their english too mm, that's um, great. yeah and but there's also like as long as you don't basically as long as yeah you don't say anything about the party they don't care yeah, that what you say? I literally like it, it was. It was hard coming back. I'm still trying to catch mm-hmm. up with what's PC, mm. uh, just because there's no censorship. I mean, there's no. There's also no um, copyright infringement. Uh, there's no no protection of that either. So they could have stolen uh. my jokes. But I I told a bunch of fencing jokes, and my favorite though uh, <laughs> that I was saying there was because um, there's any. So anybody that's been to Shanghai knows that there's two main parts um, and they're in opposite ends. It's literally, it takes two hours to get from one end of the concrete jungle to the other. And is that by like a train or like? By train, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, by train, it's two hours. Like like, when I was living there, it wasn't, it was like number three largest city in the world. Um, And (laughs) yeah, so I love to tell the joke that um, like, because the two parts are Pushi and Pudong. And so I'm like, why don't you put your Pushi, like, no, Pudong in my Pushi. Yeah, I just, put, uh. I just, I ruined my joke. That was, yeah. So I, I would go around asking people, like, being like, why don't you guys ever just want to say, like, put your Pudong in my Pushi? <laughs> and everybody was like, we never thought of that. We've been living here for five years. We're native, you know, we're Americans and all that stuff. And then the non natives were like, we don't use the English language like that. Mm, yeah. And I was like, we, um, Bloodhound Gang, Blink-182, <laughs> uh, Jackass, I don't know, old school. Like, it's just everything, everything. And I was just, uh, I, I love that. But um, I've heard comics uh, that have been to China say that, like, because, you know, like, sometimes other countries are uh, compared to the U.S. or, like, they're, uh-huh. like, they're still in, like, 1980s you know humor yeah. they're still in so i've heard like china they, they actually really love like they're they're still in the like we love racial jokes like they're still like in that phase that we were i mean let's be honest 10 years ago like not that yeah, far not ago. super far away um uh, mm-hmm. but but like you said like the only thing that's off limits is obviously like you, party. Know, you don't say anything yeah about the government or whatever yeah. and it's only off limits if you don't want to Die or go to jail. I mean, <laughs> well, no, I mean, by going to, so I have to differentiate. There is detention, which mm-hmm. is what we call jail, and then there's 
uh, prison going away, which you never come back from and you're never heard from again. It's cost effective. That's um, yeah. So everything they say about China, hundred percent true. Yeah. Well, lived it thirteen months back. I go back for like six years. So you're going back for another six years. I'm saying I can't go back for another six. Years. Oh, yeah. So. Then I'm picking What'd up my Chinese do? cat. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. All right. <laughs> There's no due process. Yeah. We're all good. I'm going to start lying and say I'm a big, I'm a big, big uh, North Korean comedian. And I knew, I knew, like, because you, I knew someone who went in there and he got out alive, too, because the Germans, when you tell Germans to not, like, not touch anything or take anything or not touch anything, period, yeah. or look the wrong way. Like, the Germans are very, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, structured. Mm -hmm. So I was quite surprised because that was around that time when the American accidentally... I mean, it was horrifically tragic, but I'm like, I Well, knew. I'm confused. What, how do we get to Germans? What happened? Oh, I was just saying, like, people can enter North... We're used to be able well, to... I'm assuming your friend, your friend gotcha. was German. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to the way... Yeah, it was just specific <laughs> to him to going and seeing the same things, doing the same things and still come back alive. I always wanted to go to that. There's like that house on the border between North. You guys know mm -hmm. what I'm I have about? no idea. There's like a house on the border, like on the line between North and South Korea. And you can go into that house, and, but you can only go like so far into the house before it becomes North Korea. It's like, and then they don't <laughs> like you can't use the dining room. Yeah, yeah. It's like the can't the, use the bathroom. You are in the DMZ. Like you cannot go, but like you can go like almost like a tourist. I believe like a tourist thing into the house. They're just bagging people on the on the, on the <laughs> South Korea's. Yeah, I know. Just like I used the wrong restroom, and now I live in the gulag. Yeah, you flush it, and the floor falls out, and you end up in North Korea. But yeah, I always thought that was uh, always thought that was interesting. Um, wow. So, do you remember what your first mic was like? Like going in in. Oh well, so when I so you're telling you're telling English jokes yeah, in China in China okay. to predominantly like to expats and to expats European yeah so Europeans lots yeah. of Russians lots of Ruskies um but like there's uh no it was, it was a it was a very diverse crowd. Um, and I, the best part I feel like was three white people in Asia is going to be a diverse nah, crowd. Yeah. Well, so everybody is a minority that isn't native. Mm -hmm. I mean, so honestly, like that's, you know, uh, but, uh, it was, there's this place that I was right around the corner from where I lived for, um, six months called my place my place ruin bar so it was on the, and i love to say because every time you tell somebody hey you want to come over to my place hey they'd be like okay where do you live and i'm like no 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 my and place they, and like, then they get very disappointed yeah, behind yeah i live right across uh, around the corner so um but no <laughs> it was i call it the staging okay, area <laughs> so you guys know like what the alley cat's like and everything yeah, yeah. but like china's version of the alley cat wow, beautiful um, dive bar. like it was it was the traditional dive bar i my favorite part was this old victorian bathtub that they had like cut and then put cushions in that you could like sit in um and then they painted it like and and at some point they painted it like pink and not pink but like pastel colors so um and all over the not graffiti well graffiti and marker which was really tragic but um i i bombed it completely because 
um, yeah, there, I had a lot of liquid courage and that did not go over well, but I thought I was hilarious and it worked cause then I just kept showing up and I like, I like it a couple of times now you like, I did fencing jokes. Like that's a thing. <laughs> well, it is, it is with you know, me. I, you're like, I went in there, I hit you him know. with those fencing jokes. Oh, well, it, it, Who's your favorite fencing comedian? <laughs> uh, me? Um, oh no, actually I would say anybody on the Italian Olympic team. Um, I would say probably because okay, I've seen those gentlemen. Um, well, I've seen Aldo Montano. Now they've got younger uh, you've guys. Dated but, but, all of them? No, yeah. I haven't. Are, I are wish. They, are He's they, a model. Are He's they model, funny but, or are they like? Oh is no, this one is well, like hey, so, my favorite. They, they're real no, bad. No, they really thing. are funny. Like you know how Italians have a lot of character and. Uh, Wait, first off, that was really racist. I did a New York accent. Whoa, did you just did you just go full Mario? Yeah, you just went full M. <laughs> the, the, no, Italians put on a show on the fencing strip, and I have to say, Aldo Montano made a whole like he turned, he killed my father. And <laughs> 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 with a name like that, absolutely. But he made tying his shoelace into a whole like show, and like them exchanging. I so this was at like the World Championships in Las Vegas when America used to hold it and like host it in Las Vegas, and this was probably like two thousand and. I'd say seven or 2008. And so it was like the best thing ever. But um, my jokes, like, cause I'm a saber fencer, as so is Aldo Montano. Um, if he ever listens to this, that would be like wild because- He's actually a pa on Patreon, I'm not <laughs> He doesn't need it, he's a model um, and- uh, hey, He's got that subscription money. <laughs> yeah, uh, top yeah. Top tier. Um, so we, we, I fence saber, we whack, we don't poke, that's for pussies. Oh. Um, different differentiations. Yeah, I poke but, pussies. Yeah, I hope so. Um, nope. All right. Can we edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say a slur, so you have to cut that out. Uh, uh, <laughs> I will not cut We're a slur out. We don't believe anything. If uh, anything, we'll add it to the sound effect board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one of the keys. Brilliant. Yeah, yes. Please say a slur. <laughs> <laughs> what? Trying to get me out of the contest with Dyke? Is that... Oh no! We uh, oh. on uh, on uh, the after brunch we we came up with a basically Thad and I made a game called Slur Chicken where we just try to <laughs> try to goat the guests into saying racial slurs. Oh, yeah, I'm not, not going to do it. Oh, those good yeah. times. Yeah, that's what you say now. And welcome back to. Oh, I don't know the yeah, it's just Slur Chicken. <laughs> Looks that like was I, don't most, I was like, you're almost DJing, but the wrong things <laughs> yeah, came yeah. out. I'm, I'm not as familiar with the buttons as I thought I was. Yo, 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 DJ wrong button. <laughs> Hit that, three. <laughs> Hit that six I, or seven more times. <laughs> I would love to see a DJ that's like, 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 uh, almost how like Charlie Chaplin was really good at like, like looking like he's about to like, always like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like a, a DJ Severe vertigo. Yeah. He's just like, uh, almost like, uh, almost had Ron Funches, uh, Oh, who's who's the uh, Reggie 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 Watts? Yeah, Reggie. I almost said Reggie Miller because I don't. I'm not good at names. But Reggie Watts. Mm. But like, you know what I mean? He just starts with the goofy things that sounds bad, and all of a sudden they get that smooth line going. Yeah. Like, DJ wrong buttons. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah, that, that would be great. Bow, 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 bow. But here's the thing. Uh, Dyke did say me and uh, Thad came up with this. Uh, no, this isn't true. <laughs> I feel like that was our bit. Uh, so it's ju just I mean, you, it, it just is, you. It is, it is now a bit, but I, I won't take credit for coming up with that genius bit. <laughs> I'll give it over to you for that one. That was I mean, great. I'm always here to share the racism. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, remember the episode number. That way, whenever he gets in trouble, he'll be like, no, no, no I clearly stated I was <laughs> against it. Check I episode 317. Clearly yeah. said, uh, 
No, it was uh, we had Peter Hines on, and mm. man, did we get so close with him! It was oh great. yeah, just tell him you're not recording and just wait. <laughs> <laughs> that gets everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the timer's going. All oh, the lights are moving, but don't worry about it, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying about the Italians? <laughs> yeah. Italianos. Apparently, we found out moon cricket is a, a slur. I didn't never knew that. Wow, moon, moon that, cricket. Does it offend <sighs> crickets? Yeah, I what? Yeah, what group? Or the well, moon? If you're calling black it's, people crickets? It's, maybe. it's, a, it's yeah. a it's a it's a very very old black slur. Oh, and I think. I don't know this for sure, but I think it had to do with the fact that black people singing in slavery, some sort of moon cricket oh, kind okay. of oh. kind oh, of like thing. You were up like they're up at night and like, oh, that's such a shitty thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to sleep and you want freedom. Shut up. <laughs> Look, mo- mo- most most like derogatory slurs come like stem from like slavery and oppression it's always like black people can't swim and i'm like that's because they can't afford pools because yeah, what you they did were, to them. <laughs> they weren't allowed assholes you got very mad even when they were allowed but i would like to announce right now my first album coming out it is going to be called moon cricket uh, hell yeah hell you yeah can get it in stores or is that uh, comedy or iTunes. dj um it's, it's it's a music. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's me singing. It's a musical comedy. It's me singing with crickets. Yeah, it would have to be a musical. That's the only way it makes sense. Yeah. I love. Uh, what if you went to, out to like all the sites, whatever down south? <laughs> sites. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I forgot. White people call. So where I come from, we had we had white we had white slavery. I, I immigrated here when yeah. I was five in 1990. I mean, yeah. I'm a full American. I love this country. I absolutely like understand everything hold, hold, that's going hold, on. Hold on, yeah, on a you're second. Good. You're good. But are you saying that you thought that that should do a musical tour of the southern plantations <laughs> for, for Moon Cricket? Because I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was implying. Because I bet the crickets vary from there. I don't know. Wait, wait. wait <laughs> oh, I, have no, I, have, I have no comments. I'm staying <laughs> safe on this one. Yeah. We talk about when we say crickets. <laughs> are we talking about crickets? The, 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 am I allowed to say that they're green? Wait. I, okay, we're talking. You're, you're talking about crickets. Yes. Okay. I thought you mm. were going to be one with nature. I'm so good. I told you I don't understand PC. Yeah, like, oh, I'm still I not no, with no, the time. Good. Is you're that good. on Urban Dictionary? I was just confused. <laughs> I was confused. But, but the beauty is we're, we're doing comedy. This is freedom of speech. Thank yeah. goodness for that. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I have no idea what's going on. I'm not. Go back to China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they won't have me. It's not for six more years, I hear. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, you know it's it's actually fun to tell a white person that it's the only time it's not racist. <laughs> hey, you go back to China. They're like, yeah, that's on my list of things I would love to do. Yeah, yeah. Go back from where you came from. Oh, the USSR. <laughs> yeah, that's not existent. Guys, thank you so much for being on the program today. Tyson Cox, where can people find you, follow you, keep up with you, and everything that you're doing? I'm just so glad that I didn't say anything during that last chunk of conversation. <laughs> so it's, uh, I, everything is at TysonCoxComedy.com, at TysonCoxComedy, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm all on all the things, YouTube. Uh, if there's a thing I'm not on and should do, just message me, at me, follow me. I, I need followers. I'm so sad, so alone. And where can people hear your racist jokes at? Uh, my house. <laughs> Come over to my house. It's uh, fuck. I wish I knew your address. <laughs> Wait, my house is in China, by the way. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. no, that's, my, that's my place. That's oh. my place. Are you, are you trying to dox us right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to get you on that DDOX. 
Elle, where can people find you? And more importantly, where can they find the book? Yes. So 101 Ways to Stay in Debt Forever is an ebook on Kindle for right now. Look out for it to be an actual print form uh, around the holidays time so you can like customize it and stuff. Uh, but I am going to be at Crackers on Thursday. I'm open mics um, after you guys Tyson and, and Dyke, you guys compete and stuff. I am supporting anyone and everyone because I know all y'all's in the final, semi-finals round. Um, but also- no, it's uh, the finals. It, oh, you guys are definitely in Shakes the finals. Hands. Shakes yeah, hands. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna manifest that. But um, so uh, basically this weekend, you should be able to, if you go on 101 ways, W-A-Y-S, the number two and B-E, 101ways2b.com. You'll be able to find more information about the book. Um, and if you want to book me for more podcasts or comedy or book reading, whatever you want, um, go ahead and reach me I'm on. Just yelling in Russian. <laughs> or yelling, yes, I can heckle you in Ruski. Um, that would be my pleasure. Uh, you can reach me at Kemp and Kizik. That's K E M P and the word and. K-I-Z-I-K at gmail.com. Thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. That is Jay. Hey, you guys can find me at Thad McKee on Instagram or uh, sometimes just out on the streets of Indy. You can see me there. Um, I do that stuff. <laughs> dress, like, dress like an elf. <laughs> dress like an elf. I, I did that last night. And in the middle of the summer. A lot of fun. It was the most fun I've had in a long time. Um, honestly, uh, basically, I, we just got some shows coming up. Um, there's an alley show coming up here soon for uh, Red Flag Comedy. I don't know why I'm, I'm plugging awesome. that. Um, I got some shows going. We're going to be <laughs> out of state, so Michigan. Yeah, we're doing a Michigan tour. Look yes. out, Michigan. Hell yeah. Michiganers. We're coming. We're coming for a weekend. Fine. Yeah. And, I, and I would like to plug these two. This is what I'm going to say. I know we're, we have the beat going on, but I like to plug Tyson and Dwight. Or your name's Dyke. <laughs> no, wow. no, 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 wow. Fuck you, Dyke. I want to plug Tyson and Dwight Simmons. I guess. I guess we all look the same. Is that what you're saying? All Dykes look like Dyke. Uh, I thought too hard about that. But listen, uh, I mean, I've seen these uh, two cats grow on the scene, mm. um, and they are uh, some of my favorite comedians mm -hmm. on the scene. And so, um, come out and support and laugh. Uh, if you see them have a show. Literally go to it because you're gonna laugh. They always are working on new stuff. So yep, um, they'll be at Helium. Shout out. Yep. All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Thank you.